Don't drink the tea is a podcast. What's it about? It's about books. Do you like books? I like books a lot. Then you should listen to. It's really funny. Yeah, you're gonna love a lot. It's gonna be good. Ah. Let's get ready. The big dog, the madman, the mad big dog man, Josh the Crusher. Ooh. And in this corner, none other than the suave, the graceful, the hypoallergenic, Charlotte the Scarlet Trap. <laughs> oh, wow. You're welcome. That was amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like the, the podcast is going to be underwhelming after that. <laughs> you can't follow that up. So, wow. So what do you guys think of your wrestling names? What was mine again? Josh the Crusher. Okay. And my tag, how many times did you say dog and man? It was. It was <laughs> so your entire thing is the big dog, the mad man, the mad big dog man. Okay. Josh the Crusher. Truer things have never been said in that true. order. And then yours is the suave, the graceful, the hypoallergenic. Charlotte the Scarlet. Yeah, you don't, you don't shed. <laughs> I've noticed that. Yeah, and you guys don't sneeze when you're right. here. That's yeah. good. No, yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice. <laughs> Very deep and insightful. Thank you. <clears throat> and Thank so was you. your voice. Your voice was deep and insightful. <laughs> That's the deepest I've ever heard your voice. I appreciate it. <laughs> you should talk that way for the rest of the podcast. Oh, I will. <laughs> Not really. This is hard. That's hard. <laughs> That was fantastic. Don't I'm, need a I'm glad that you won so, the uh, rock paper scissors that we didn't do to see who had to do the intro. <laughs> thank you. So, what would what would my wrestling name be then? Oh. oh. Like, <laughs> like you that. guys. We'll get back to you by the end of the episode. How? Yeah. Did you have a lot of time to think about this? Because I mean, I did it in like a couple minutes. Right. Okay. I mean, I was trying to come up with words that rhyme with Charlotte. That was not Harlot, so... There aren't very many. <laughs> but Scarlet, <laughs> that's slightly better than Harlot. Yeah. Or you're the Scarlet Trap, which means <laughs> that you make people bleed, I think. It sounds like a, a some sort of plant. Scarlet oh. Trap. One of the Von Trap children. Like the lost Von Trap child. Scarlet's back. Who's this nun? Why did she have that accent? <laughs> That's why I never made it into any production of A Sound of Music. Who's that man? I insisted on playing that character. Who's dressed like Annie, but is an overall... Dressed like Annie? Has the hair of Annie, I meant. Okay. And is, uh, it's a wig, so yeah. she's dressed like I'm dressed She has Annie. overalls and a straw hat and, like, grain out of her mouth. And uh, she's just, like, has, like, two teeth. <laughs> Who's that nun? Yeah. Who's that nun? Who's that nun? Welcome to Don't Drink the Tea and Agatha Christie podcast, which we analyze uh, Agatha Christie's books one by one. I'm Josh. I'm Zach. I'm Charlotte, and I'm hypoallergenic. And I'm a big man dog. And uh, dog man. It's been a the while. Mad dog. Man. Mad man. Mad. I'm working dog. on it. I'm gonna be so distracted the whole time now trying to think of Zach's wrestler name. Gotcha. That's uh, the prank. Yeah, you you do good. So I'm not gonna pay attention to anything that we're doing, which is fine no, because new? I don't really like this book. Spoilers! They're in the podcast already. <laughs> they don't know what we're talking about yet. Well, just uh, don't tell them the name of the book, and it won't matter. <laughs> it's been a while since we since we have podcasted together. Yeah. So hopefully we're not rusty. I think we are. Probably like the first three minutes before I said that, they were like, "Man, this is rough. They, this is bad news." They've already tuned out. Yeah. You know what? I found out most people listen to this while they're cleaning their house. I think it may <laughs> I think it's because people need something to help them to be distracting and also so they don't feel alone. Aww. Aww. Well we don't want you to feel alone, so here we are. You're not alone. Here's a hug from us to you. 
so good for radio. That was, that was good, guys. <laughs> radio hugs. Yeah. So hopefully we can brighten up your cleaning day. <laughs> but, you know, I think maybe it might be because they say they listen to it, but, like, they're vacuuming. Oh. While they're li- hey! <laughs> hey! They're in the corner of the room, low volume, and they're like... Mm-hmm. like oh, yeah, listen, I really I like love it. love your podcast. Can't you see on the app it says I listened all the way through? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I buy it. It's like, I f- found it hard to believe that three people actually like our podcast, and even that was too good to be true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, it accompanies uh, vacuuming, ideally. We are, we are your cleanup song. <laughs> Clean up, clean up, everybody, everywhere. Clean up. I did not damage this book. It was like that. It was used. It is damaged. It had water damage on it. The book we are reading this week, which is damaged in more than one way, (laughs) is The Mysterious Mr. Quinn by Agatha Christie. Obviously. Shocker. It is a short story collection. Uh, I felt like it was long. It was long. Than most short story collections. Do you have any fun facts about this book? Nope. Well, I've got a few. Thank you for being being real helpful. 305 pages. No, 306 so, pages. What do you think Agatha Christie's... Yes. Ew. What do you think Agatha Christie's uh, connection to this book was emotionally? Well, she wrote it. Uh-huh, but like... <laughs> <laughs> how do you think she felt about it? Maybe is a better way to say that. Um, I think that she was probably pretty proud of it because it was different from the... Everything that she had done so far, yeah. I feel like <laughs> when you make that weird smile, I don't know what to think of it. I'm it's just like, boyish. Oh dear, I'm feeling boyish today. Oh boy, you're not looking boyish today. <laughs> he didn't say the mm. mad boyish the bad dog boy dog. Well, <laughs> Mister the uh, the two main characters of this book, Mister Satherway and Mister Quinn, were two of Christie's favorite characters, mm. and. They, I don't know if you remember this, but That's she brings them back later on yes. in a book, Hercule Poirot book, Three Act Tragedy, Mr. Sather. Oh, Just Mr. Sather. Okay, I, I knew that. Three Act Tragedy. Mr. Sather, so it has to be good. <laughs> it's, it's spelled really weird, too. It's like S A T T H E R. Satherwaite. Satherwaite, yeah. Also, with two T's. Every detective has been made into a movie. Almost every Agatha Christie book is made into a movie. And Mysterious Mr. Quinn is not exempt from that. Back in 1928. They made it with chickens. They made a movie. Trained with, chickens. With people. Not chickens. <laughs> Trained people. Called The Passing of Mr. Quinn. Okay. It was a... It was, oh, I think I got a spoiler from that. <laughs> it was made from the, uh, the first story in the book. Zach's shifting in his chair a lot. Is there a problem? No, I see in Charlotte's table. There's this little cubby hole that when we record, I put my feet in. Oh, the, so, the chair was facing the wrong. The way. chair is like too far over, and now part of the table's down, and I don't want to make it like a loud clanking noise. And you were being really discreet until Josh called you out. I know, well, now right? you've answered the fan the fan question: What does Zach do with his feet during "Don't Drink the Tea"? Mm-hmm. The thing is that my legs are so short. I so can, many. I can put them in this cubby hole. <laughs> Anyway, um, it was called The Passing of Mr. Quinn, and it was based off of the first short story, which is about, um, they're trying to figure out why this character committed suicide. Oh, the first short story in yeah. this book. Okay. And we'll go, we'll, two. we'll go more into <laughs> what the book's about in a minute. But um, in this book, uh, Quinn is like, uh, is like the detective of the book, we'll just say. But in the movie that they made in 1928, he was an alcoholic murderer <laughs> who... who <laughs> Disguised himself as like several different people and seduced the main woman of the movie as these different people, and then dies at the end and passes her off to his friend, who promises to take care of her. And it sounded just it sounded swell. It is not you cannot <laughs> you can't find it anymore. They could they can't even give you the full. They don't know who played some of the characters. It's oh, wow. incomplete because it just doesn't exist anymore. Obviously, so it's been lost. Time. Yeah, it was made by somebody who made another successful Christie movie back in the day, huh. but this one was not successful. Right. I think it was the stepping stone up to uh, Roger Ackroyd. I'm. Yeah, because I'm really surprised that this movie hasn't been remade, to be honest. Given the subject material, I feel like it's something that a modern crowd would really like. And given that, I don't like this book. (laughs) Exactly. And we'll talk about that. Okay, yeah. So we're not talking about that now. We are. 
Yeah, I was gonna, okay. I was gonna get you to talk about what the book was about, but I was going to try to put restraints on you. Okay, go ahead. Imagine that you are a book saleswoman, and <laughs> I am a young teen who wants to read this book for some reason, and I'm like, "Shit, what's this book about?" What would you tell me? But but you want you what want me to buy here? you want me to buy this book. <laughs> This is because exact, you have this like is usually you your... have like five in stock and nobody's buying them. They're like we gotta move inventory. <laughs> and okay. your boss said if you don't get rid of four of those mysterious Mister Quins, it's your head on the chopping block. And he plays Dungeons and Dragons, so you're not sure if that's literal. <laughs> the thing is that this guy, the young teen Josh, yeah. is is planning on starting a book club with three of his friends. So he's gonna buy four at once, depending oh. on depending on how you sell it. <laughs> And I'm on a skateboard, so if you give me a bad pitch, I'm out of there so fast. He's gonna kickflip his way out of there. <laughs> I'm so fast. So give me a good pitch. Wow, Zach has really good motivation and really good backstory for the character. Uh, but Josh it's, it's, has a skateboard. <laughs> Josh has a skateboard. It's still an overwhelming task, though, because if you're a teenager with a skateboard, you're not gonna read. A physical book. You don't know me. Don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> yeah, but on the the bottom of a skateboard is themed after Fahrenheit 451. Oh. <laughs> did, did he just have to give you the number? He got it. He got it. I was Fahrenheit just doing it along with him. It was all Zach. 99? Yeah. <laughs> Fahrenheit 4. Okay, so okay. We'll, we'll do the scene. I'll come up to you. Oh, boy. Excuse me, ma'am. I'd like yeah. to buy this uh, book, but I'm wondering what it's about. Is no it good? No way. You really want to buy this book? Don't. I seriously. Patronize the customer. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad employee. I thought we were in SoCal. I thought everybody talked like no, that. No, in this scenario, I'm an out-of-towner. Oh, I get to be a... You're a sh- Southern Belle. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Use a country. Why? You could be a Southern Belle or yourself. Your or yourself. <laughs> Southern Belle Preferably a Southern Belle because that's too much. more buying power. Too much. We're running out of time. My skate, my wheels, they're they're starting to turn. <laughs> they're facing the door. <laughs> I'm I'm edging towards it. Come on, dude. I really think you would love this book. Yeah. I mean, seriously. It, Is it a novel? It's sick. Nah, man. It's a short story collection. Ugh, like a this, Netflix show. This guy, he's like super old. He's like 60. Yeah. He's so old, like he, like you're afraid he's going to die at any minute. So you don't know. Like, does he live through the whole book? And then there's this other guy who's his, like his friend, but you don't really, like, I mean, kind of like it could be his friend, or it could be like he's like you know bipolar or something, and he oh. like he's he's like this is his other personality in his mind, and in his like yeah. a beautiful mind, yeah, like that, like Kevin Costner. That was Russell Crowe, dude. I knew that. <laughs> I was being a youth. <laughs> You're in this character too, dude. <laughs> so no, but then there's like this other guy who's like his friend, and his, guess what? His name is what? Harley Quinn. Oh. But it's not that Harley Quinn. Uh-huh. Okay, it's a guy. Uh-huh. It's a dude. Does he like the Joker too? He kind of is the Joker. Uh-huh. So it's like both of them. <laughs> Who's this guy? Daniel, is that oh you? Oh my god. Oh um, my god. This this chick's just telling me about this sick awesome short story. So what's the deal with the, with the Joker guy? He just shows up like all the time. Everybody every time he shows up, somebody like dies. Uh-huh. Like totally is he dies. A you don't like really know. I mean, you have to like read the whole thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take f- six. Nice. <laughs> we only have six? five. I was seeing if you'd remember that. Detail. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good. I think you might have sold it. I don't think so. I think people know less now yeah. about what this book is. So the rough translation of that. <laughs> so the main character of this book is uh, Mr. Satherwaite, who, mm-hmm. like Charlotte says, is is near death. He's 60 years old. <laughs> he never got married. That's he, so insulting. He's, and he's got money, so he likes to like travel the world. And his his uh, hobby is he likes to just observe human nature, just yeah. watch people. Yeah. Sounds creepy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so... Different things happen throughout the book. Like, the first one deals with a suicide, and they're trying to figure out why did this guy commit suicide right as he got engaged? Or yeah. it was right before his wedding? Yeah. And like so ten, he had no reason ten to. Ten years in the past, yeah. or something like that, right? And they're all together at the house talking about it. And in every case, like, it's that, or something gets stolen, or somebody mm-hmm. dies, uh, Harley Quinn shows up, and it's... Mr. Se- Harley he, Quinn. Yeah. The mysterious Mr. Harley Quinn. Always shows up, and it always seems, like, supernatural. Like... There's no reason for him being there. Somebody always, like, knows him. And he has the lamest excuses for being there. Like, oh, my bike. I left my bike here. (laughs) 
And they don't, uh, Chrissy never describes him, like, how he looks, besides the way he's dressed. And I think that's, which I kind of like that, it's intentional that he is, Mm -hmm. he is just a part of Satherwaite, whether literally or not. Because they always, they get together and Quinn isn't like, this is what happened, he talks Satherwaite through it. Right. But I did, I was wondering about that, because this is the second time I've read this. Um, But I was paying more attention this time, like, okay, does Quinn ever interact with other characters besides Mr. Satherwaite. Yeah. And he, they do have conversations. Right. As like, okay, here's Mr. Quinn and one person, but it's always in the presence of Mr. S- whatever his name Yeah, is. because they're told Mr. from S. his point of view. Right. So it could be, and I don't know if that was Christie's intention, but it feels like it could be a piece of him. I think that she left that ambiguous enough that, yes, it could have been. Yeah. Like, she let you choose what you believed with that. I think that's one of the the okay elements of the book is that it doesn't force it on you. Yeah, I agree with you what you said about his physical description because she gives you a little tiny, tiny bit that you do get a picture in your mind of what he might have looked like. Mm-hmm. But when I was trying to think, like, who would you cast him as today? It's like, oh, that was really tough. Mm-hmm. I couldn't... Someone not with strong features. They kind of just blend in. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> he would do a good job. Ray Romano. Oh no! Not again! Ray, Ray, you can't, you can't not see Ray Romano in a crowd. Yeah, in fact, I see everyone as Ray Romano. <laughs> if Ray Romano showed up, then you you would never confuse Ray Romano for somebody else's subconscious. I'd be like, you know, <laughs> if why is anybody, Ray Romano here? if if I had to believe that one human being in my life was real, that there were two people on Earth and everybody else was in my imagination, Ray Romano is real and everyone else is a figment of my imagination. Yep, that's very true. <laughs> so I just keep coming back to the first story. Because I felt like that was one of the strongest. Um, it was pretty good. That That is one of the good things about this book, talking about the good things, is that they deal with really simple problems. And so the stories don't feel rushed because they, they usually dwell on some sort of problem. Like, right. It wasn't like, did this was this guy murdered? It was, why did this guy commit suicide? And the mm-hmm. whole story is that. And the characters are fleshed out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. A lot of stories of personal tragedy. Yeah. And almost entirely dialogue-driven. The only time yeah. that you get any description is when Mr. whatever his name is um, will set up the scenario. That's how they yeah. Yeah. And then that that's basically it. It's almost entirely dialogue. Yeah. Um, one of the, the negative... Okay, well, another po- a positive thing about it that I think... Um, that I thought when I started reading it was that it does have a much more mature voice to it. Mm-hmm. I thought. Like, yeah. it wasn't about the, especially because of how it is, it wasn't about the actions. It was a lot more character driven mm-hmm. psychology, which is the whole point of the story. Right. I to a like, fault in some of them. Yeah. I felt like she was in a weird place when she wrote this, and then I thought it was even stranger that. Which you have a nice addition of it besides being damaged. Um, that it tells you when they first appeared. Mm-hmm. So the first story, there's 12. Is that right? 12 short stories? Uh... Yes, there are 12 short stories. The first one was published in 1923. The last one in 1927. Okay. So that's a really strange... She always came back to that style very strongly in every single one. And that's kind of hard yeah. to do over a stretch of five years, considering everything else she was writing during that time period. And I feel like it was a, a stepping stone because the early stories that they focus on, like, the crime and there is no character. And then later on, she has really strong characters. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this was a stepping stone. And she hadn't balanced it yet. Like, there was some stories where it was, like, t- too much... Uh, focus on psychology that it was like overwhelming and like just like nitpicking yes um, that's true over dramatic a lot of them yeah uh especially that that one where they're like in the the villa with that woman who and a lot of the times you felt like it went nowhere because the problems weren't real problems or the <laughs> problems didn't make good stories yeah which one are you talking about i can't remember what it was called it was the woman that was like she like left a man that she loved and Mr. Satherwaite was trying... That's like seven of them, though. Oh, the yeah. This, that is way too vague. Um, another fact is uh, it, this, it got pretty good reviews. People were... Per, it, which is interesting because of how different it was from everything else. But mm-hmm. the reviews were pretty good for it. it it's... Mm, what's the word that I want to use? It's very effective in what she was trying to do. She accomplished what she was trying to do. Mm-hmm. There's just some things about it that I don't like what she was trying to do. And we'll give our full reviews... Usually now we do Zach sum up, but 
it, Zach was unable to read a short story of no fault of his own, a fault of mine, not being able to get him the book in time. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I have thought of a way to get a sort of a sum up if you can hand me your pen. Um, so a lot of the stories are really – that's the pen. A lot <laughs> of the stories are really, really similar. It's orange. Like he just – you know, the, the problem arises. Quinn shows up in some mysterious way. Uh, they solve the problem, and Quinn is gone, and Mr. Satherwaite's always like, that that bewildering man. I, I got really sick of that, uh, of him always showing yeah. up. Because it was like the same line every time. And then I was like, okay, remember this was over a course of five years. You're just reading these in, in a magazine. That You know, they would release one in a magazine. Right. And I was like, okay, it wouldn't be nearly as annoying if you weren't reading all 12 of them straight exactly. through. But like, if I heard him say... Bless my soul, it's Mr. Quinn. One more time, like, shut up, you old man. <laughs> it feels throwaway <laughs> whenever you read it back to back to back. Yeah. yeah. So spread yeah. out, it wasn't meant to be binged. But even with that, no, not at all. But even with that, she did have a thread going through the whole thing. Yeah. It wasn't just story, story, story. They were linked together, but that still doesn't save it. Yeah, I agree. Um, so Let's since, get Zach in here. Yeah, right. since it's so throwaway, you can almost, like, have a... Um, uh, what's the word? Like a formula for writing your own Mr. Quinn story. So what okay. I've created today for oh, no. Zach <laughs> is Agatha Christie Mad Libs. Oh, nice. A serious Mr. Quinn edition. So we're going to see what kind of story oh, Zach can no, create. This man. is fantastic. You are a genius. So we're going to start with an adjective. An adjective. Um, gargantuan. Gargantuan. Starting strong. Yes. You gotta start strong. Uh, an animal. Um, or a plural animal. Horses. (laughs) Alright. Um, a girl's name? Becky. Beautiful. (laughs) And a number? (laughs) The hardest one yet. (laughs) Sixteen. Okay. Um, uh, adjective, another adjective. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like fun words. I'll have to speed this section up. Sorry. <laughs> um, another adjective. So let's go with, um, lumpy. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, a celebrity. A celebrity? Mm-hmm. Oh, um,. Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> a body part? The tongue. <laughs> the tongue. Oh, boy. Um, a nonsense word. Germajub. Germajub. That's exactly what I meant. Um, yes, you received. <laughs> an adjective. An adjective. Um, wet. <laughs> Usually when you play Mad Gabs, there's like 700 nouns. Mad Libs. But, uh-huh. Mad Libs, yeah, not Mad Gab. That's another game. Usually whenever you... But in this case, I realize I have none. I have no nouns that he's nice. supposed to give me. That's, that's always the hardest adjectives. part, though. <coughs> yeah. Is the nouns. Yeah, adjectives is easy. Color? Oh, uh... Green. A piece of clothing? Um... A jacket. Uh... Two more adjectives? Um, tall, okay, and, um, square. <laughs> a, uh, drink? Coca-Cola. And Not sponsored. <laughs> a type of family member? Like your uncle? My uncle. How about that one? All right. Uh, food? Um, lasagna. <laughs> I believe I got them all. Nice. This is so exciting. Yeah, I think I got them all. You ready? Yep. Here is Zach's mysterious Mr. Quinn story. I'm uh, so excited. <clears throat> hopefully I didn't leave me out. Then I could all realize it too late. Mr. Satherwaite is a gargantuan bald man who is extremely <laughs> interested in the nature of humans and horses. Satherwaite is called by an old friend, Lady Becky, who is about 16 years old, who believes her diamond necklace is haunted. When she puts it on her lumpy tongue... <laughs> She can hear the voice of Gwyneth Paltrow from beyond the grave. <laughs> Satherwaite begins to think it's Gurmudjub until his mysteriously wet friend 
<laughs> Mysteriously wet friend, Mr. Quinn, shows up wearing a green jacket. Ooh. Is he a golfer? <laughs> Together they deduce that the voice is actually coming from her tall, square uncle. <laughs> who believes that it is his purpose in life. Satherway and Quinn laugh it off over a glass of Coke and some lasagna, and together they learn a lesson about the nature of humans and horses. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That is Zach's mysterious Mr. Quinn. Good job. Honestly, that sounds about right. It's up there, probably. With that the is my that. favorite of all. <laughs> I like at the end there, just like, let's go to all of them. <laughs> yep. Get the on me. <laughs> and we'll um, both have a Coke. <laughs> Yeah, that. Um, I think it's important that we clarify that Gwyneth Paltrow is not dead. Yes, as of recording <laughs> this podcast. And her square, Lady Becky's square uncle <laughs> sounded like Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Tall square uncle. <laughs> I don't. Hey, I don't say that. Hey, he sense. didn't write the story. Uh, yeah. Good um, job, Zach. Thank Very you. Very well. A lot done. of the stories of had um, had supernatural elements to it. One of the things that I liked was there's was this one about. Uh, one of the characters seeing, uh, was it a hand in the sky made of, li- like, a cloud that looked like a hand in the sky? Was it a hand? You remember the sign in the uh, sky? I do remember, and I, that one was actually pretty good. And But I don't remember what they saw in the I sky. I can't remember what it was, but they made a big deal out of it, and you kept thinking it, it had to be something supernatural. And in the end, it... it messed up the alibi because it was the train going by. Right, it was formed it by was the, the, the... Yeah, that and, one was good. Yeah, and that, that was, was pretty good. clever. She did a few of those things. Uh, that she would make more of later. Yeah, yeah. And that was... When I read this again, I thought, maybe I remember it incorrectly. And then as I read through the whole thing, I was like, nope, every feeling that I had about it at the, and originally when I first read it, I still have. Mm. It starts out feeling a little bit more traditionally Christy and then just jumps off a cliff the, later. Yeah, <laughs> the second half is the weaker half, which leaves yeah. a bad taste in your mouth when you've read it. Because the first half has some solid points. Yeah, so the second one, the shadow on the glass, I really liked. Because, again, it was like, ooh, there's a, you could see a, there was a pane of glass in a window. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, it has a stain on it that looks like um, somebody wearing a hat with a feather in it. Mm. And, like, no matter how many times we replace the glass, it's still there. But that really wasn't what happened, and it was, that one was interesting. That one was well thought out. The sign in the sky was good. And then the other one, um, the dead Harlequin where that guy painted that picture, and everybody wanted it. Like, at the same time, Mr. Satherwaite buys it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then everybody keeps showing up. All these strange people keep showing up, and they're like, I want to buy this painting. And he's like, okay, why? And that one was good. I felt like that one could have been... If you were going to make a movie out of any of these, I think you could make a movie out of that one. Mm. And then, yeah, the rest were lousy. (laughs) You have some uh, bookmarks in your book. Was there anything you wanted to talk about? Let me see see um i don't remember why i marked them why is this important well that's interesting <laughs> i always do that oh there's at one at one point um mr quinn says to mr satherway he's like you always accuse me of omniscience which i thought was uh-huh. a really fun sentence and yep why do i mark these things that's terrible it's not enough to just mark a page it's your book and so i wasn't Uh, gonna highlight it like the other ones that are mine that's okay you you could tell i take good care of that highlight yeah it's like it looks like it's been rained on yeah (laughs) i don't know if that was from me or if it just came that way from like the used bookstore because i didn't buy that new hmm well to fill the empty time I'll give I'll give my review of the book, uh, but everything you've said is true. I just don't know what kind of ranking I'm going to give it. But I did not forget my notebook this time. Yay! So we can rate it. So you're so smart. Which might be hard. Um, so the last rating that we had, we have to figure out how many stars are we going to give the mysterious Mister Quinn. So like I said, the first uh. half is has solid stories. As a collection, though, it has a lot of subpar and just bad plain bad stories mm-hmm. that drag it down it still had a good mature voice but there was an overwhelming amount of bad given stories in it. given what like i'm trying to remember but I, I i gauge everything by styles i don't know if it's because it was the first one or because we gave that a three right styles we gave a four it is really oh it wow is fourth okay. place in our current rank okay which which one did we give a three to Three what was a th- seven dials three? has is the is the highest three, okay. Because partners in crime we gave which was the last 
let's let's compare it to the other short story collection since it's not a novel. Okay. Uh, Partners in Crime, we gave three and a half because we felt it was slightly better than every short story collection that she ever wrote. And yes. I still think that that was the best short story collection we've had so far. Okay, and then Poirot Investigates. We, we gave three stars. Right. And that's been it so far. Okay. I cannot see myself personally anything past 2.5. Okay. That's just me. So... Because if you gave me the choice, do you want to read Poirot Investigates or this mess again? Right. I would definitely say would every say, time I will read Poirot Investigates Would you again. say better wor- or worse than Brown Suit? Oh. And that is, I'm not telling you what we rated it because I don't right. want you to remember. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't see it now. <laughs> um, it, it made me angrier than Brown Suit. Mm. What does that mean? Well, it means you felt more emotionally attached or you oh. don't like it more. Yeah. I can't answer that. Better than Murder on the Links? I think... Better than Murder on the Links? No. Worse again, than Murder on if the I, Yes. In my mind. If you gave me the choice between the two, I'd read Murder on the Links again. <laughs> and the Big wow. Four. I guess you'd read the Big Four. Because Big Four is at the bottom. I would put it under Big Four, but that's just me. I'm not the I only one who has a deciding vote yeah, here. Yeah, I don't like Big Four very much. I like this better than Big Four, but... Really? But Lynx only has two stars. We didn't give it two and a half. Oh, wow. But... <laughs> that's, that's crazy when you think about it I don't think it it's way. better than... Do I think it's better than Lynx? I enjoyed it more than Lynx. I did. Okay, but you yeah. Did not. In truth, Lynx is more boring. <laughs> we'll say that. At least it moved a little quicker. Would you yeah. be acceptable with it being after... Worse than Brown Suits... Slightly better than Links, which would be two point five stars. Which is I guess, good. yeah, yeah, right. I can live with that. Sorry, because Big Four was more of a mess. Yeah, this one at least she tried to keep tighter. I would say I just don't care for the subject matter, and also I, I'm angry with the character of Mister Quinn himself hmm. because you start out with just because he's so vague. You start out with like, okay, I sort of like this person, and I know he's important. But then later when you find out, she gives you this tiny bit of his backstory and then I like hated him. Mm. And just through the rest of the thing, I like couldn't deal with him. And every time he showed up, I got mad. There's really nothing to him. But there is though. She just gives you these little hints and then you know that he's actually a horrible person. And I'm, I'm not spoiling An this because murderer. I don't recommend anybody <laughs> read this. He wasn't. He was though. Mm-hmm. In actuality, that, that was not a stretch for whoever the filmmaker was. Right. For just for that thing. story. Yeah. But not for the character. Um. So we've got our current ranking then, from worst to best, is The Big Four, Murder on the Links, The Mysterious Mr. Quinn, The Man in the Brown Suit, Poirot Investigates, Seven Dials, Partners of Crime, The Mystery of the Blue Tray, The Mysterious Ferret Styles, Secret of Chimneys, Secret Adversary, and The Best Murder of Roger Eckway. Oh. That is our current ranking nice. of the Agatha Christie books. I'm sure everyone <laughs> is taking notes. And I'm sure that all of you will not read these. That we've ranked really low. I don't recommend reading no, Mysterious would, Mr. Quinn. I would recommend someone read Big Four just for, like, fun. Like a beach book. Yeah. Maybe. I, would def- I wouldn't recommend this either, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's The Mysterious Mr. Quinn. You have a game, I don't you? think I was done talking about it. You're like, you oh, we'll go to our full review. And I was like, I'm, I'm oh, still go. angry over here. Can't don't be mad. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, one thing that I did that kind of kept me focused on it, because... Okay, these were my thoughts. Okay, was it a figment of his imagination? It felt like it was the psychiatrist inside you. Okay. It's like, oh, just... Because Mr. Quinn always did that. He's like, what do you think it is? Or what is that... What could that possibly yeah, so mean? so annoying. Think it through. Leave me alone. Or also, I think Mr. Quinn could have been a time traveler. That's my fan theory. The stupidest time traveler ever, maybe. I <laughs> he mean, was dumb, yeah. Could be. <laughs> well, he might have been off killing Hitler in his spare time. <laughs> yeah. Um. So to keep my attention, I put a... A, dis- a one-word description for each story. Okay. So, like, what was the what was the driving force or the theme behind the theme. each story? Okay. That's smart. So, like, fate, jealousy, madness, justice. Um, and I learned a new word, exiguous. What does that mean? I really Ooh. like that word. Exiguous? Isn't that a fun word? It's a fun word. It means something that is, like... Mm pathetic or inconsequential or something that gets ignored very easily uh. that was the story with the guy who strangled that woman with a ukulele string if i was going to recommend one for you to read <laughs> zach it would have been that one because there's a guy who like was like it, totally ignored no one ever paid any attention to him he like he was the last one in a room everybody would turn the lights off on him and stuff and there was some girl there 
who was really obnoxious and like she was a victim, but nobody cared. That was the whole thing with these characters. They were so throwaway. Um, but Mr. Sath, she was strangled and Mr. Sath, they may try to make it look like suicide, but Mr. Sathaway found out that she had been strangled with like a wire and this, the girl who died had a ukulele and she had been strumming on it and being obnoxious. Everyone with a ukulele ukulele is. I'm not saying that. I have, I have some very good friends who play the ukulele. Just kidding. Have they been murdered? <laughs> it's okay. I don't think a ukulele in itself is annoying. I think that the character... Has anyone ever been holding a ukulele and, and not done something look... annoying with it? I've never seen Jason Momoa with a ukulele, but I feel like... Mm, he can... We're losing her. Podcast so anyway, lost. She, <laughs> she um, is dead and somebody strangled her. And another okay. woman picks up her ukulele and she's like, oh, poor thing. She starts strumming on it and she's like, this is all wrong. This Somebody put an A string where... Uh, another note was supposed to be. I can't remember. Like, That's exactly how the dialogue went, too. <laughs> it was This is an A string, but I can't remember what else happened. Anyway, the guy had taken off one of the strings and strangled her with it and mm-hmm. then replaced it with the wrong string. Mm-hmm. And so that was interesting. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he it was the guy who always got ignored and no one paid any attention to. He's the one that did it for like no other reason than just like no one pays any attention to me. So I'm going to strangle someone. That's crazy. Like, because nobody listens to me when I play Burn in Love on the ukulele, and I'm getting upset about it. I guess that would be really easy to know on a ukulele, even if you didn't play ukulele, because it's weird how the strings work. Okay. The, there's only four strings. The top one is the thinnest string, mm-hmm. which is not usual how they go. And then the last three, then it goes the thickest, and then down. But oh. the thinnest one is on top. So if someone didn't put the thinnest one on top, mm-hmm. and we're like, I gotta put a thick one on there, because that's how every other oh. musical instrument works. See, that that's would be really... easy to <laughs> that would be easy to see. That's really insightful. Thank so, you. So so Christy actually had to know something about the ukulele. That's to up write our that. rating. <laughs> Four stars. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> Four ukuleles. So we learned yeah. a new word, exiguous. Yeah, ex- and exiguous. And we also learned something about ukulele. And my word for the last story was stupidity. Oh, that one was really dumb. It was and it went on and on. And, and it was the on. end one too. Yeah. And it was like it was building up to something really climactic right. and it was like, what just no- happened? Nothing. Nothing no- just yeah, happened. It and was it, pointless. It was really frustrating mm. and it was also obnoxious because mr satherwaite had just gotten to the point where he was going to tell quinn off and he had like geared himself up for like this big showdown and he was like going to tell him what he really thought of him and how angry he was with them and then he's gone i was like mm. oh no but mr quinn was gone I'm like oh why 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 it is bad that it's no matter how good a story was whenever you end with something that bad mm-hmm. then all you could think about is the ending of it mm-hmm and the one where you learn a little bit of Mr. Quinn's backstory, which one was it? It was the man from the sea. Yeah, the man from the sea. That Mermaid whole <laughs> that whole story was so depressing. Because mm. that's the one where the dog gets run over. Yeah. It was so dark. It, it really made sense, though. Mm. And every emotion was very true. But it was so sad that you had to, like... I had to, like, put the book down and do something else because it made me sad. <laughs> need to watch some Sesame Street to brighten up your day after I don't that. like Sesame Street. I don't either, really. Not particularly. I'm just an example. That's really for kids. Muppets (laughs) can be for people that are older than children. (laughs) Yeah, but I wouldn't judge you. I needed to say all of that. I would kind of. No, yeah, sorry I interrupted you. (laughs) That's okay. But I I was not going to hold back on this. I had to say why I didn't like this. And that's why. Well, you're wrong. No, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) And I do have a game. Yay. Uh, Do you want the thing? Please. Yes, ma'am. Maestro. Maestro. Hmm. Where's my game? Come, game, come. Come, game, come. <laughs> okay, I think the volume is up. Yep. Okay, let's have a test. Ding and... Ding and buzz wrong. All right. I just want to push random just for fun. There's only three to... options, and the other one is... Oh, oh, oh. Bang! It... <laughs> I hate that noise. Um, it Which only... we've never used. <laughs> it's only randomized of what you have in your favorites. Yeah. It doesn't just choose... Oh! Oh, okay. So well, it's random whether or not I'm... our answer is correct or not. <laughs> well, it's not Truth is relative. Random, random. I mean, I could add a bunch of them in, but I mean. That's a nice screen. Thank you. I like that screen. For okay. those listening, the screen is nice. <laughs> That's a, an adjective. Nice. The nice square uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Tall square uncle. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay, so... Um, this game is kind of geared towards you, Zach, but I, if you get the questions wrong, then I'll ask Josh. Josh. I'll, I'll give him a chance. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get them all right, though. He needs a break. You might. 
Yeah, yeah. this has been tiring for me. <laughs> well, everything you I've look done. tired. So <laughs> that's they... always a nice compliment to hear. You look you... tired. I'm not. <laughs> I had a full fifteen last night. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds nice. <laughs> so. Harley Quinn, the Mr. Harley Quinn from the book, mm. comes from the word Harlequin, which was a character in like an opera or something, mm. or like an Italian. Which she wrote fable poems about too. Remember yeah. that? So like, no. But... Whenever we did the poet, the poem episode, but you were like half here for. I was gonna say I was really, really yeah. Phone that one. It's in. like a connection. Okay. I think she, that was when she got started. Getting okay. Ready. And most people, I think, know what a Harlequin is, or like what the look is. It's like the diamond pattern, the black and white diamond mm. pattern. Mm-hmm. Is what this technically what it's called. At or least you can from use Batman. different colors. Yeah, yes. So there's other Harley. There's other Quins. Oh, so sorry. This uh, is this is Quinn's well, quote. That's the only one I would probably know. <laughs> so there's the mysterious Mister Quinn. Yeah. Okay. There's Harley Quinn gotcha. from Batman. from the DC Comics. Yep. Yeah. And then there's also Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman. Ah, oh, Doctor <laughs> Quinn, Medicine Woman. Who's that? <laughs> oh yeah, like you don't know what. <laughs> Come on, Zach. We all know. Don't. We all know. I've seen the box sets on the show. I was going to say, how many times have we made this joke in the past all two the weeks? All the time. Yeah. If you say the word doctor, if you say the word Quinn, <laughs> if you say the word medicine, or if you say the word woman, woman. we will make a reference to Dr. Quinn Medicine. Movie. And if Zach hasn't I'm... been getting it this whole time, he has to be out of the friend group. <laughs> That's the only punishment. The thing is that I can't even look it up secretly because Charlotte has my phone now. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm going to give you some quotes, okay. and then you have to tell me which Quinn said it. Okay. Okay. If any of them end with Mr. Joker, I'm going to know which one. That it was Dr. Quinn Medicine. Yeah. Give me, <laughs> give me a little credit. Just a okay. little bit of credit that I thought that through. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. I'm ready. I tried to make these hard, but... That, that would a, be... Is that a quote? <laughs> Dr. Quinn Medicine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First quote. Gotcha. By the way, my name is Quinn. What? <laughs> okay. That was so probably. Now, it wouldn't be Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman because she would say, by the way, my name is Dr. Quinn. <laughs> you wouldn't let it slide off. Yeah. yeah. Because if you're like Mrs. Quinn, then she would be like, oh, it's Dr. Quinn. I didn't go to medical school for eight years. I didn't go to Mrs. Medicine Woman school. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say Mysterious Mr. Quinn. Yeah! <laughs> like it was something Harley Quinn would have said. Though, we also would have, have accepted said. Dr. Quinn medicine. No, she just would have roundhouse kicked somebody in the face. That's probably true, too. Okay. Okay. So, uh, quote number two. Mm-hmm. I'm not a magician. That's, uh... They're uh, all Dr. Quinn medicine woman. Why would she say that? She's not She's not Bones from Star Trek. <laughs> I'm not Dang a magician. Jim, I'm a medicine doctor, woman. Not a- because she's I'm a not a medicine woman, not a magician. Unless she is a magician. <laughs> I honestly don't know who that is. I'm not saying Jane Seymour? Yes. Who's that? <laughs> Just picture is Seymour that, from... Um, I still think you're faking. It's a show from the 90s with this, like, the, um... <laughs> I was born in 99. I, I know, but you know stuff. You know some stuff. I don't know It was a Dr. show in the, in the 90s woman. about this woman who, like, would she move out west? It was, yeah. like, set in the 1800s or something. Right. And she was a doctor. And she was a doctor, and, of course, nobody took her seriously because she was a woman, but right. she, like, had to fight. And and it was Jane Seymour. And it was Jane Seymour. Right. And she, Which Bond girl was, was Jane Seymour? She was in Live and Let Die? Yeah, Solitaire. Yeah, she was she Solitaire and Live and Let Die. Did you see that? I didn't see that one. Who <gasps> <laughs> Everything is going right over it's my It's like head. explaining Greek to Zach, but we're speaking now, Spanish. was her boyfriend huh? who ended up being her... <laughs> who ended up being her husband, I think, at the end. Ooh, don't want to spoil Dr. Quinn, uh, Medicine Woman. Not that I know how I didn't wa- watch that much I think I've seen two, maybe yeah. two episodes, but um, it's kind of like a but just pop culture thing. Okay. Um, was he Native American, or does he have long hair? <laughs> I feel like that's the strangest mistake like, or, like, unsure <laughs> thing you could be. Well, okay, so I felt like it was, like, a real controversial thing that, like, oh, she, you know, right. back at that time that she would have had a Native American right. boyfriend. And then I was like, I don't think, like, doing research for this game and, like, looking back at the pictures, I'm like, I think that was just a white guy with long hair. I honestly couldn't. Oh, you mean Layers. the actor? You mean the actor? No, was like, it? his character oh, was oh. his character. I honestly couldn't tell you that. Okay. Well, maybe some of our... Uh, Fans Our student, the they're comments. experts. So if you're a fan of DDTT and DQMW, <laughs> <laughs> then you can tell. So what was your final answer? Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Oh. That was the mysterious Mr. Quinn. Oh. You didn't let me guess. I was going to say that, though. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I can say that now, but <laughs> you have no I idea. I forgot to I'm... ask you. I apologize. It's okay. Okay. Uh, next one. Next quote, Zach. Yep. 
how can people say this is like brushing your teeth? <laughs> what do you think they were doing? <laughs> That's what I wonder. What was it like? Now, I'm, now I'm imagining with like a Brooklyn accent for brushing Harley Quinn. She was like murdering someone. Yeah, and then um, people didn't brush their teeth in the cowboy times. <laughs> the cowboy times. <laughs> yeah, and then you've already done two, Mister. Mysterious Mr. Quinn quotes in a row. So I'm hedging my bets that you're not going to do a third one in a row. Mm, what do you know? But she only read the book and did no research, so... That's the only one she She could. only has his. <laughs> yeah. This is the only quotes he has. <laughs> that would have been fun. Um, I'm going to say Harley Quinn. Okay. Josh? I'll go with uh, Dr. Quinn, Madison Woman. Okay. <laughs> it was Dr. Quinn, Madison Woman. Yeah. <laughs> what was she doing, you know? Um, I... Don't know. I think it was kissing. I think that's what they were talking about, but I'm Ooh. not sure why. Like, I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So, yeah, that one was that was uh, dangerous. Okay. All right. Next quote. Just for that, you don't have to buy me anything for Hanukkah. Aww. Well, which one Harley of them was Jewish? Quinn, yeah, I would say. <laughs> is it canon that Harley Quinn is Jewish? No, I wouldn't say. <laughs> I don't know. Because her last name was. Something weird like Quinzel or something. Yeah, that's why she has huh. a name. Yeah. Do you yeah. know did Harleen you, Quinzel? Yeah. Do you know where Harley Quinn got her start? Uh, she was the Joker psychiatrist. I mean, I meant like in pop culture, like how she came about, like who created the character. And she wasn't in a comic book. She was in the show Batman the Animated Series, and oh. I liked it so much that they put her into the. Comics. Really, I did yep. not realize she was in that first. Yep. Yeah. Very first time. And she was Jewish, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have any more? Okay. I have one more. I don't know. How many of you have gotten right? I got two. Josh got two. Ooh, tiebreaker. (laughs) It's a tiebreaker. Okay. Is this a bad time to say I quit? So it would be Dr. Quinn during a surgery (laughs) or Harley Quinn while the Joker's dangling from a pipe. But I don't think Mysterious Mr. Quinn would be. That's like off a cliff. It's a bad building. Like, pipe could pipe. be anywhere. Oh, yeah. There were all these pipes. <laughs> Their pipes just jetting out like Mario. And I don't think Mysterious Mr. Quinn had a job to quit. He was like Kramer, and he'd be like, I don't even work here. <laughs> so it's got to be one of those two. I've been on strike for 25 years. <laughs> um, so I guess I'll just go with whatever Zach doesn't go with. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Harley Quinn again because, you know. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. Yay. And was I right about Joker dangling from a pipe? No, I think, like, like eight people had just got shot or something. That would be a bad time. <laughs> you got cleanup. You yeah. got all that duties. <laughs> well, I think we learned a lot about the Quinn family. <laughs> Didn't we? We've got the, the combined Quinn universe. We've got the mysterious... all those in a show. <laughs> I think Harley Quinn was Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman's daughter. Okay. And um, Mysterious Mr. Quinn was her tall, square uncle. Of course. And so you got the whole <laughs> sounded like one of the Quinn right? family. Na 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 na. Na 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 na. We're done. So before we end this, <clears throat> I wanted to read Charlotte this thing that I wrote because I had nowhere else to interject it, and I doubt I'm gonna have a place to interject it next one. He got a new idea. I have an idea. Okay. Now this goes along with something we talked talked about before the podcast. Which is, they're doing Death on the Nile, the movie. Yeah, after they made uh, Kenneth Branagh <laughs> is uh, Branagh. making Death on the Nile into a movie, and they've just started announcing some of the cast. Now, Very exciting. I don't remember how this came about, do you, Josh? Uh, I think you said the title wrong or something? Uh, yeah. And so I said, like, Agatha Christie, Death of the Nile. Death of the Nile. Death <laughs> of the Nile. Yeah, yeah. So from that, I had the idea of... Do you know? Do you know the members of One Direction? Um, I know there are members of One Direction. Well, there's a very good. I know one of them is named Liam. One of them is named Niall. Oh, so I have Agatha Christie's Murder of Niall. <laughs> so I wrote a description of it on the back. Now, nice. I, I wonder if you'll get any of this. I hope anybody listening does. Anyway, this is all for you. This is all for you guys because Charlotte doesn't know any of this. <laughs> When someone's slow hands killed a member of One Direction, oh, it's up to one man to solve the case. The world's greatest detective, Poirot, will light up the world like nobody else in this <laughs> nail-biting thriller. Was it Zane, Harry, Louis, or the other one? 
Find out when the sign of the times is here. This isn't just pillow talk. Oh my gosh. Very good. You know, Zach, uh, you're like unsure of your comedic genius. Well, I'd say you're insecure. Yes. And I don't know what for. Because you turn heads when you walk through the door. Oh man, I thought that was going to be sincere. Well, I could use song lyrics to express myself. Yeah. You don't know you're beautiful. That's what makes you beautiful. <laughs> so this has been Don't Drink the Tea, uh, One Direction podcast. <laughs> next week we will be reviewing... It's uh, never next week. Everybody. I say that every time. Next millennium. I don't get to talk at the end anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Don't Drink the Tea and I got the Christie podcast. Uh, next time, <laughs> See, we're going to... It's easy. Talk about... Uh, the next something. Book. The next book next Sometimes. week. Good job, because I forgot that we had it next week again. <laughs> <laughs> next time. I'm fired. Okay. It'll be Charlotte Zach. I'm going to go, time. So every time you say week, just insert that. Okay. <laughs> say it. What? Do it again. Time. Okay. <laughs> the next book is that we're reading next, next Time. <laughs> I wanted you to like edit it in. Yeah, this Wait no a way minute. I do that much work. This doesn't say Agatha Christie. Oh, we've read. Oh, we've made a mistake. This says Cheryl Jansen. Oh no, we. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> time. I hate myself. Next time we will time. be reading <laughs> Giant's Bread, which is by Mary Westmacott. No, wait. The... Mary Westmacott. <laughs> Mary Westmacott. <laughs> Her name always has to be said that way. And so if we're wondering why we're not reading an Agatha Christie book, well then, you need to do your research, son, and get back to us. Yeah. Next time. Time. So, we'll see you next time.